It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's time to talk divisional matchup up in Buffalo. Joe Burrow and the Bengals looking to go back to the AFC championship game and beat them Buffaloes. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. We have you covered every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the follow button anywhere you get your audio podcasts, and join the First Listen Club. I get a lot of messages these days about people in the First Listen Club, and I Love every single one of them. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who will help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Well, James, it's time. Divisional preview. This time last year, we were talking about a trip to Tennessee, the number one seed coming off a bye for the right Mm -hmm. to go play in the AFC championship game, probably against Kansas City. This year, different opponent. I guess last year is a little bit more of a question because it was Buffalo, Kansas City in the divisional round last year. This year, the Bengals have the honor and privilege of being the team to put that would have to face Buffalo and Kansas City, likely, if they can win this week. And, you know, my feelings about this matchup haven't changed a ton from the last time these two teams are going to meet in Cincinnati. Obviously, the team for the Bengals is a little bit different. They've lost offensive linemen since then Alex Kappa and Jonah Williams will not be playing this week but my feeling is still pretty similar James mm-hmm. I don't blame you because as important as Jonah Williams or Alex Kappa are I certainly expect not believe not hope not any of those that expect and I want to be clear about that word 
this Bengals offense to be not only functional, but be able to to go out and execute what they need to execute and what they plan on doing. And I, I, I think that it's easy to look at it and say, man, down three linemen and all of those things. But one, they did it last year with a line that was worse than this group. I, I believe that. I think that, okay, Akeem Adenogy. Well, it's the same guy, right? Well, he has all of that experience. And I think he's played better at tackle than he did at guard last year. I think that's fair to say. Max Sharping is better than Akeem Adenogy was at right guard. And yeah, left tackle, that's the question mark of the year, no doubt. But guess who else is better? And maybe you say Jackson Carmen's better, but I'm not going there. Joe Burrow is better and understands that, uh, you, you know, when to, to take risks, when not to, when to get rid of the ball, when not to, much better than he did going into that Tennessee game where he was confused, I think, and, and uh, certainly got rattled some, and rightfully so, because this Bengals offensive line didn't deliver the nine sacks we know about. We've talked about Ignazium, but they overcame it. I don't think they're going to give up nine sacks on Sunday. I think that they'll be able to hold their own and that this offense is going to play at a pretty high level. And if they do that, Jake Lisko, they have a, a real good shot, despite what some former all-pro safeties have said on uh, you know various shows, including Kay Adams' lovely program. That was that was quite an interview, wasn't it? So you don't need to talk it, about it too much. It, it, and it was a joke because you knew like like Kay was one. I get it; she likes the Bengals a lot, but she was also right in her points. Yep. Like this idea that the Bengals are just going to get rolled and can't block it. Have you watched them? They've had offensive line issues on and off for Joe Burrow's entire career, and mostly on. And they've found ways to overcome it the past two years. So, Wild. and Eric Weddle played against them yep. in a game that was on a razor's edge from him losing with with the same matchups. Yep, like there, there's a lot of similarities to to that Rams matchup in that you've got a turnover prone quarterback on the other side. You've got a concern in the trenches if you're the Bengals offense. Mm-hmm. But there's no Jalen Ramsey. Tredavious White isn't Jalen Ramsey. He's a really good player. He's coming off an injury. He's not Jalen Ramsey. There's good safeties. But there's no Aaron Donald. There's no Aaron Donald. There's no Von Miller. Think yeah. about that. They had to both deal with those guys. both of those guys. Yes. And that's the diff- That's why I expect this offense to put up points and move up and down the field. Not every possession. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the possessions, I think that they can be a a really good offense, regardless of the elements, regardless of the noise, all of those things. Because if one of these guys gets beat, well, Burrow can deal with that and be okay. And this idea that they're not going to function, and that's what Weddle said, and I don't think every analyst thinks that that one stands out because he was so absolute about it. He might be a little bitter. Maybe. Because they beat the Ravens, and he said the Ravens were whatever. The point is... I think that Burrow will be able to hide some of that, which we've seen throughout his career, maybe hide more of it than we've we've noticed. And I expect them to throw the ball really all over the field. We'll see if that happens, but I, I would not be shocked at all if you're seeing Chase short, Chase long, T. Higgins short, T. Higgins long, Boyd over the middle, Hayden Hurst. I, I think that uh, they're going to try to do a lot of what they tried to do uh, against the the Bills that first time. The difference might be that the Bills might learn that they they shouldn't blitz Joe Burrow much because they did do that on that first drive uh, a little bit and that didn't work out. 
Yeah, and we didn't get to see what Leslie Frazier's adjustments would have been. This is a talking point for Bills fans, but also there's probably some truth to it, right? We've seen Lou Anarumo's defense all year find those in-game adjustments, especially against really good quarterbacks. And we'll talk about the defense as well, but Leslie Frazier, a very capable defensive coordinator for Buffalo as well, would have certainly had adjustments after it looked like he was on his way to giving up two straight scoring drives to start that game. But they're just so substantial differences in the way the Bills play defense and the way the Ravens play defense in terms of the personnel on each side that, yes, I think the Bills are a good defensive unit. I don't think they create the matchup problems or matchup as well as the Ravens did with the Bengals from a schematic perspective, from a personnel perspective. The Ravens, yes, they had their questions in their secondary, but really good team speed on that defense overall. And a solid secondary across the board, especially with Kyle Hamilton finding his footing as a slot corner. And he played well. He played well in both of those games for mm-hmm. the Ravens. They have good safeties. They have Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters for as much of a pain in the butt he, as he is and as much of a prick as he is, made plays. And I, I know that he, he you know, there's a punch in the head for T. Higgins that wasn't called. I, I don't say that to like, I say that because of the way he acted on the field, right? Like he instigates, right? He's getting in people's faces. He talks a lot of trash. That's just the kind of player he is, right? Sure. On the football yeah, yeah, yeah. field. That, that's all I, I get. I, I know. I get what you're saying. But Tredavious White, good player. You know, good players on the Buffalo defense, but different scheme. And, and yeah, it's a question of are they going to have that discipline to never blitz? Are they going to want to test Jackson Carmen by sending some extra pressures? And the – thing you talked with Joe about yesterday on the crossover, James, the Bills haven't been able to capitalize on these moments when they've had opportunities to go against backups. And maybe this is the week that they capitalize, right? You never say never in football. Maybe this is a week with three linemen down, two tackles, right? Backup tackles on both sides, including one who hasn't played the position really since Clemson. Assuming that Jackson Carmen is a starter, which is our current operating assumption at left tackle. Um, but they don't have those world beaters, right? And so if Joe Burrow is playing in a way that he's able to diagnose quickly, the Bills don't create those diagnostic problems the way the Ravens do for Joe Burrow, where he's going to pull down uh, a pre-snap read that he wants to throw a slant and then has to turf one over the middle on his check down because he was surprised by something. Shouldn't see that as much in this matchup. And, and to me, it seems like one where the Bengals skill guys – should should get back to that level, right? Mm. Where where we mm-hmm. haven't seen it as much. Outside of that Bills game, the start of that Bills game, this would be the game for them to get back and, and hit their stride again and rise up to the moment like they have for the most part in Zach Taylor's tenure. The last few years anyway. Let's shelf that because you know I want to talk about the skill guys. Mm-hmm. You know I want to talk about the wide receivers, and we got to get to the defense too because everyone's talking about the Bengals' offensive line. The Bills have an offensive line as well, and we should discuss that uh, among other things. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on team members you surround yourself with. Joe Burrow surrounding himself with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because the Bengals, how they drafted those guys is with LinkedIn Jobs. All right, maybe I'm joking a little bit, but LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your jobs and job openings with 
targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before we get to those skill guys, James, just want to make one last note about the offensive line here before we get out of that conversation. The last time I talked about them was with Mike. We were talking about how Jackson Carmen played and how uh, the, the new guys on the right side of the offensive line played, but specifically there's been a lot of focus on Jackson Carmen this week. And when, when I talked to Mike about this, we talked about how the offense had a very clear and, and visible change in approach against sure. the Ravens down the stretch in that game. Yeah. They, you know, the, the three-step drops were even mm-hmm. cut back a lot of quick game. The Bengals probably need to get back to some true three-step drops and some five-step drops and, and mix those into the arsenal. Carmen will have to hold up in those situations, and all you can do is, is hope that these guys step up and make the most of their opportunities. The Bills are going to attack it. They're going to find ways to try to move guys the way that Baltimore moved guys right before the snap, specifically Kalias Campbell, and there's no Kalias Campbell on the other no. side, although Ed Oliver is a good player he's not Kalias Campbell with his old man strength. So there, there's opportunity. And I say that with the utmost respect, Kalias Campbell had a monster game. Um, the Bengals, the Bengals offensive line here has an opportunity to, to do enough, right? Where maybe they give up a few sacks, a few hits, maybe Joe Burrow has to extend a few plays, but I think they at least are going to try to run their full offense mm-hmm. until it's proven to them that they can. Yeah. And you know, even with those guys against the Ravens defense, the the point I, I wish I remember who who pointed it out now, but I, I saw a tweet about this. And I, I'm sorry if you're listening and I'm not crediting you, but from a points per drive perspective, 17 offensive points for the Bengals on on seven drives against the Ravens. The Bills had 30 offensive points on 16 drives, 31 offensive points on on 16 drives, I believe, against the Dolphins on a points per drive basis. Mm-hmm. Where's the difference? Yep. Bengals might actually yeah. be a little bit more efficient there. Yeah. Well, yeah, they would be if you, you break it down that way. First things first. Yeah, they're going to run their offense. And you're right. They could scale it back if, if needed and, and adjust if needed. And, and obviously, they will probably adjust. Never, not everything goes your way. goes well. But I think the big difference and the thing I, I like the most is you're not going to be so limited possessions-wise. I mean, seven possessions, that sucks. Yeah. That's in the Ravens were able to carry that out and it just makes it tough. And that won't be the case. In fact, well, I'll just leave it at that. That's not going to be the case on, on Sunday. And so you're right in, in getting to the, the skill guys, because 
the offensive line wise, it is a question mark. And that margin is different. Margin for error is much different than it was. These guys got to win. Jamar Chase has to be the best receiver on the field. T Higgins has to be, does he need to outplay Stephon Diggs? I don't know, but he needs to walk on the field and, and be playing like it. And it really just depends on where the ball goes. But those are the two guys that just, th- there was a comparison on Twitter somewhere. It was like, who would you take Jamar and, and T or Diggs and, and Gabe Davis. And it's not close. You know, it's, it's really not. And it, the bills would say the same thing. If you gave them truth serum, it is not close. You could, you could say Stefan Diggs and uh, Jamar are close and that's fine. But from an age standpoint, from a production standpoint, everything, it's not close. The Bengals have the better one to punch but they have to play like it. And the one thing that I want to see, and I'm curious to see, can you generate some big plays, some explosives? Maybe that's yak. Maybe that's just go balls. Maybe that's a post. Maybe that's Hurst over the middle or Boyd. I don't know, but you, you want to see some big plays. And in these skill guys, you, you know, we talk a lot about Joe Burrow. He's got to play big in these moments, right? Well, so do all of these skill guys. And you can't have some of the drops that we've seen in recent weeks or the the 50-50 balls that, yeah, they might be true 50-50 balls to some receivers in the NFL. Well, the Bengals don't have some receivers. They have the receivers, right? The dudes. And these dudes got to go out and make plays. And that's why everyone's talking about, man, how much is T going to make this offseason? And, man, paying Jamar is going to be a lot. And it's because they're studs. And so you need your studs to go out there and be studs. And I, I think they will. I, I think that they will, regardless of the elements. That's that's a big part of it, too, by the way. Jamar Chase has never played in snow, ever. Didn't see snow until he came up here, he said. And, and we know he was drafted in 2021. So that, that part will be unique. But would you want to guard Jamar Chase in snow? I wouldn't. I think that would be tough. So if there is snow on the ground, I think that might give him a little bit of an edge. doesn't sound like there's going to be a ton, if there's any. Might be slick though out there if it's yep. snow and rain. I hope like it's not rain. Ugh. Players would have preferred snow, but if it's warm enough, then it'll obviously be rain. But either way, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a ton. T. Higgins, happy birthday. Turned 24. 24. Ooh, old man T. Old man T. It's absolutely nuts to me that T. He's Higgins 24. is 24 and Jamar is still 22. Hasn't turned yeah. 23 yet. It's, yeah. Those it's crazy. They're babies. Are very good for how young they are. I mean, I guess that's a receiver position. They're they're getting better at younger ages at that position. But you're right, James. Those those two guys are going to have a big impact on this game. You know, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, Hayden Hurst all contribute, right? They'll they'll tend I think to P. Contribute. Ryan's a big one. I think you hit on that one. I think P. Ryan's a big one this week. Especially if if they're going to open things up in the passing game, and they need some protection. Yep. Right. Uh, Where where Joe Mixon got run over last week, leading to one of Joe Burrow's sacks, could lean into P Ryan a little bit. They've kind of gotten away from that. From as as Joe Mixon's been back in the lineup, the longer he's been back in the lineup. Uh, But but those guys will contribute. They're they're your first down. Your meat and potatoes. Your between the twenties guys. They're not your big play guys. And the Bengals have been kind of missing that big play lately. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's on Joe Burrow. No. I think that part of that's the defenses that they've been, they've been playing against, and part of that is 
these receivers having opportunities to to make plays down the field and not quite converting them and being really, really close. I guess in week 18, some of it was Burrow. He missed some of those throws. Anyway. Sure. Um, that game the was opportunities so weird. There. Yeah, that game was so weird. And that's like the such an outlier from what we've seen over the past month of change. Yeah. Yeah, hoping hoping this is a nice game for T, though, for sure. Like getting getting back to hopefully see DeMar Hamlin before the game if he's able to attend the game. Um, hopefully that's a little bit of a psychological boost for, for T Higgins. And I'm really guessing at a psychological state, but if it is a boost, regardless of where his state is and it helps him play better, that would be welcome. I think he's fine. Uh, I do think he's fine. I think, yeah, I, I, I think now it's more, they're just so worried about football. Like just listening to Burrow answer the question, on Wednesday, T was asked about it, and he was like, "Yeah, hopefully, I get to see him, and we can chop it up and laugh, and that's it." And we'll see. I, I do. If I had to guess, I'd say he'd be there, but I don't know for sure. It, it sounds like he's been in there in the the facility on and off all week long, so yeah. it's a big game. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, he is. That would be cool. But as far as on the field. It's fair to say that these, you know, the skill guys, they've had up and down games over the past, let's just go f- five weeks, right? Up and down. And, you know, Jamar Chase's fumble against New England and, and a couple catches there, here and there from those guys all the way back then to, to now. Can't have any more of that. This needs to be locked in mode because the magic number to me is 30 plus. And shocker for those that have listened. If you don't get the 30, well, I don't want you knocking on the AFC championship door. If you get the 30, well, now the bouncer is going to answer and, and you're going to have a real shot to show your ID and get into that AFC championship room. But outside of 30, I mean, that's the age, right? If, if, if you're 28, well, you're too young. You ain't getting in Bengals offense. So they, to me, they have to find a way to get the 30. And that might not be enough, but that's the, the minimum requirement in my mind. I will just say this. In their three victories against the Kansas City Chiefs, they eclipsed 30 points only once, which was in the regular season last year, 34-31. The other two games, 27-24. So that being said, the defense has something to say about all this as well. So we should talk about some of those little bits. In addition to, I, I, I didn't hear your prediction. Let's reaffirm your prediction going into this game to finish up the show next. But first, a word from Built Bar. Andrew Whitworth talked about this week his little skinny jean legs. Well, if you don't want little skinny jean legs like Andrew Whitworth, you need to get Built Bars in your life because then you go to the gym, you take place in leg day, you get it done, and then you need to recover. And maybe you're not a gym goer and you're just looking for a healthy snack as you bounce from one meeting to another. Well, Built Bar is for you too. What is Built Bars and what are they? Well, they're high in protein, they're low in sugar, they're low in calories, and they're a protein bar covered in 100% chocolate, real chocolate. They taste amazing and you're going to love them. And whether you go to Built.com to place your order or, well, you can head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro. You could thank me later. You've heard me talk about it for years now. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. Years. Years, years of Built Bar. Let's All right, go, James. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Defense has something to say about Mm -hmm. this game on the Bengals side of the field as well. They've been a good team this year on defense. We've talked about Luana Rimo getting potential head coaching opportunities because of what he's done, especially against really good quarterbacks. That's where he tends to shine the brightest. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it against Patrick Mahomes several times. So when you talk about 30 points, I think I'm inclined to agree with you that likely a a 30 point mark, a 30 point performance could be required the way the bills go on offense. But can the defense contribute to that 30-point total? Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that question because I'm not really concerned about how many punts the Bengals force this week, which is a weird thing to say. Can you get three turnovers? Because I think they'll force some punts, but they're going to give up points. In my head, I just assume that the Bills are going to find ways to, to do that. But if you force three turnovers, that's the ultimate equalizer. And that's the ultimate all right, well, I don't expect Joe Burrow to turn the ball over. And if, if the offensive line lets him down a bit, well, he's going to find a way to not turn it over so Drew Christman can punt it back to the Bills. And that's where I look at this defense, and it's like, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to stop Stephon Diggs and, and Gabe Davis. And Dawson Knox has scored in, what, five straight games now, I think it is, extended a yeah. streak last week. All of those things, I get it. Isaiah McKenzie's a good player. But if you – find a way to force a couple of turnovers. That's going to change things. And then the other part of this, all the talk about the Bengals offensive line, this Bills offensive line isn't some world-beating offensive line. The Bengals at, at full strength were, to me, a, a much better offensive line compared to what the Bills are going to put out there on Sunday. And so I give the edge, I guess, to the, the Bills offensive line a bit. But it's not like it's some crazy, you know, Dawkins is, is probably the best of the group. Um, and, and I don't mean Bills. I mean, of the offensive linemen starting in this game. But outside of that, I think it's it's pretty close. And I, I think that the Bengals defensive line should be able to put some heat on Josh Allen as well. The Bengals defensive line is probably better than this version of the Bills defensive line. And if the offensive lines are similar, then, you know, Trey Hendrickson, Coming around the edge, Joseph Osai has been Mm -hmm. winning in the pass rush at a high rate. This is going to be a big game for him to step up and get some additional playing time. DJ Reader and BJ Hill have been really good compressing the pocket inside. And you're right. I mean, on the course of the season, over the course of the season, the Bills and Josh Allen, Josh Allen's been under pressure 35% of his dropbacks as charted by Pro Football Focus. Joe Burrow, that's 26.5%. That's, that's about 6% more pressure dropbacks for Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen, when he's pressured, has the highest PFF grade. I heard Sam talking about this on the PFF preview today. Highest grade under pressure hmm. in the NFL. 
He has completed just 51% of his passes, but 14 touchdowns went under pressure against just five interceptions, (laughs) 8.1 yards per attempt under pressure. Actually throws for more yards per attempt under pressure than, than when he's not under pressure. But he does put the ball in danger often. And it's not just picks. It's it's fumbles too. Fumbles. He has a real fumble problem this year. And I'm I'm thinking about, you know, Trey Hendrickson. He he loves to go for that chop to to get that ball out coming from the blind side. No doubt. Right. That's that's huge. And I agree. I think that that's the turnover part of this is it's gotta be on the Bengals' minds, especially with how well they've been playing from a turnover standpoint. I mean, during this win streak. Looked it up today with at least Jesse and I. We were looking at 16 turnovers in the nine games. And that was with two games with zero turnovers forced against the the Steelers and who they play after the Steelers. Uh, those two games. they Or maybe it was Carolina and Pittsburgh. Either way, two games, they didn't force any turnovers and they still have 16 over the streak. And Tennessee was the next week. Does that Tennessee. Help? Yeah, because Tennessee, they did not force a turnover. They won, but they didn't force one. So there you go. So Pittsburgh, Tennessee, they didn't force a turnover, and they still were able to uh, hit that mark. But the other thing, the Josh Allen number, the contain part of it for the defensive line. They've been great at it. And and you need that to con- continue because the, way, the reason his number is so high is because he's able to get that extra step or slide or run outside, and then he pushes that ball downfield because he can throw mm. off platform. But if you make him uncomfortable and contain him so he can't get outside the pocket and see downfield with his, you know, giant rocket arm, that, that's the other aspect of this too. Huge disparity in how much these quarterbacks have been blitzed this season and what you would expect to see from them getting blitzed in this game. Joe Burrow blitzed 18.6% of his dropbacks. Josh Allen blitzed on 29.3% of his dropbacks. Miami blitzed him, felt like that entire game. In, in the wild card round and Josh Allen's average depth of target was like over 15. It was crazy. Late in the game with the lead because Miami just kept blitzing and they hit on some of those plays. They also turned it over on some of those plays. going to be very, very interesting to see what Lou Anarumo's plan is for Josh Allen. Also going to be interesting to see, you know what what the Bills plan is for Joe Burrow they've been talking about they being Bills fans who grind a lot of film and and have access to true media I think because they they have splits on Joe Burrow passing against eight man coverage shells drop eight which we've talked about the Bengals doing to guys like Patrick Mahomes and and we're considering that they'll probably do to Josh Allen a little bit Joe Burrow has some of the worst numbers in the NFL against drop eight Mm -hmm. so they're all excited for the Bills to start dropping eight the whole game We'll see what the approach is from both of these teams. I, I feel like the Bengals are going to send some blitzes, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like something that that they dial up consistently regardless. No, no matter who they're playing, they blitz Mahomes a little bit. They blitz Brady a little bit. They're going to pick their spots. And, and, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities. I've said it all week, James, and this is a very simplistic way to look at it, is – if the Bengals can protect Joe Burrow well enough for the Bengals to run their offense and and Josh and, and take care of the ball, and Josh Allen doesn't take care of the ball or how well he takes care of the ball, likely, to me, mm-hmm. feels like the biggest swing factor in this game. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. I think that's that's going to determine it. If it look, if Josh Allen plays the way he did last week, good luck. 
right? Good luck, Buffalo, because that's that's just going to be a lot to overcome. Flip side, if Joe Burrow plays uh, or this offense, because I think Burrow was good, uh, if this offense plays the way they did this, well, I don't think that that's really possible. Now they may have turnovers or mistakes, or but I, I just I don't think you're going to see that style because stylistically it's just so different between the Bills and Ravens, and. I trust that Burrow's going to figure it out. Might not get off to the hot start that he did in week 17. They've really been slow starters in, you know, a lot of these playoff games just in general. And, you know, against Tennessee, they got out to the big lead last year, but AFC title game, we saw that Super Bowl, we saw that. And they've always settled down and gotten back into the game. I don't think that'll necessarily be the case. I think they'll be up for it. I think they're just more mature now than they were then. This is going to be a hell of a game, Jake. It, it really is. Should I should I give you my prediction? you have any other thoughts? My thoughts are, like I said at the top of the show, I feel the same way about this game as I did the last time these teams played. Obviously more on the line. Obviously a different location. Obviously some injuries have happened. But I don't – I see two offenses that are really, really good. And I see defenses that also, while good, will not be able to consistently get stops on these offenses. So for me, it's can the Bengals hold up their end of that bargain, mm-hmm. i.e. can they execute their offense with three backups on the offensive line? Feels like there's an opportunity for that to happen. And how good are the Bills with balancing their proclivity to occasionally turn the ball over with their ability to generate big plays? Mm-hmm. Red zone defense, I think, another massive part of this game. But um, and those factors just make it feel like a coin flip to me. And that's what I is. said last time the teams played too. It's a tight game. It's it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be one of those games where I probably have six different game stories that could go eight different ways. And I, I'm piecing it together from my Word documents to my actual article as things go. And I'm copying and pasting from the Word document to the article. And then I switch the headline and go back and forth and back and forth and have eight different pictures for how the game's going to go. And you get the point. I think it's going to be a tight contest. Go ahead and bet against Joe Burrow. I'm not going to do it. It's I've been there, done that. He's He's been so good during this run. And... Was he great every single playoff game last year? No. I thought he was really good against the Ravens. And if he plays like that against this Buffalo defense, that could translate to 30-plus points, especially if those skill guys deliver like I think they're going to, even though there are some question marks along the offensive line. I think Burrow plays turnover-free, maybe has one turnover total. It's hard to just go turnover-free week in and week out. And I think Allen turns the ball over three times, and that – probably is the difference the other part of this is money mac finds out that he's still money accounts for 10 points makes four extra points two field goals in uh, a tough environment in the cold in the Bengals, they get it done 34 31 advance to the afc title game and as much as i i think it would be cool for trevor lawrence and and the jags to come to cincinnati i think it will be kansas city we'll see on that and the fun part is is we're going to know on Saturday night, if that's the case. And and so uh, once we know that, then at the conclusion of of the game on Sunday, you know where the Bengals would go if they are able to get it done. But I think they do. 34-31, lose crew makes one more play. Evan channels his his inner money Mac and and Joe Burrow and these skill guys do what they do. 
Look, let's, let's just look at history here. Trevor Lawrence never loses on Saturdays. The Bengals never lose to the Bills in the playoffs. And uh, that, that's all you need to know, right? None of, this, none of the rest of this football stuff we've talked about in the matchups and the current constitution of these teams matters. You just look at history. And, and that's how it works, right? Well, I, I hope so, because if so, Quinn, my two-week-old, might be in a going to an AFC title game. I might hook her up with a suite. My wife and her might just be living that sweet life if there's an AFC title game in Cincinnati, because that's uh, it's a rare occurrence. So that might uh, that might have to happen if that's the case. Will be our listeners of- are our listeners are going to hold me to that. By the way, so that's why I threw it out there. So that way, it forces me to do it if that that scenario plays out. It would just be a lot of fun. It'd be great for the city. You would love to see it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We will be back with you after the game on Sunday to cover what happens. Could be the game of the playoffs, James. Certainly a very, very exciting matchup coming up this weekend. So if you need more, go check out the crossover from yesterday. Go check out the film review with Mike from a couple days ago. We got into how the players played and how they'll play against Buffalo. Some great preview tidbits in those episodes as well. But that's going to do it for today. And until next time, who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.